everybody bk here again with another podcast of the silver savage alone again steve is uh, actually celebrating his birthday this weekend so if you uh come across steve wish him a happy birthday he is officially a silver savage um I'm going to take this opportunity to check if audio or any technical issues occur today, because if none occur, I will certainly just blame it on Steven, because uh, that is the common denominator. But anyways, um, I want to talk something that is uh, close and dear to my heart, um, and that is stress. So whether you are an entrepreneur dealing with growing a company, which has a hell of a lot of stressors on its own account. Uh, whether you're a family member dealing with a relationship issue with a loved one or with kids, um, or you are just dealing with stress because, you know, of past baggage or, you know, goal setting for the future, you don't know what to do, um, all kind of stuff. So the reality is that none of us escape it. And one thing that I am finding out the more I talk to people, uh, other silver savages like us, is that stress is something um, that is not handled in the best manner by most people. And I just wanted to take a few moments and hopefully uh, you guys get this, uh, you find this informative and um Helpful is the word I'm looking for um, as you navigate your uh, stressful events as they come up. So first of all, how does stress manifest itself? Stress uh, can take on a lot of forms, right? Some are more benign than others, but the reality is that the cumulative effects of stress are long lasting. So whether it is a low level stress, like a nagging wife, let's say, Tyler, I'm not, I am not referring to you, just to be clear. I don't want to get home and uh, get hosed for uh, saying anything, but I know a lot of my friends and um, a lot of people out there who, you know, it's on a constantly, almost daily basis. It's like, my wife did this, my wife did that. I can't deal with this. I can't deal with that anymore. You know, stuff like that. It's small things. It's nothing serious, right? Nothing that will get them to say, okay, I'm packing and leaving, but it is ongoing and it's kind of like water against a rock against the rock right the more the more the years pass the more the rock gets kind of shaved and formed and and loses its its integrity um over time so you know that that low level stress in, in the long run uh will still have a negative effect stress can come in acute manners so obviously don't have to mention post-traumatic stress uh syndrome just because we we know um, Stephen is uh, dealing with ramifications of his past history. I am not dealing with anything that I know of. No, that's not true. I am certainly dealing with stuff. I just deal with it differently. Um, we know a lot of other friends um, from law enforcement, military, uh, first responders in general. We, we turn to dismiss firefighters, EMS, and so forth, but they see a lot of horrors over their career as well. Um, and post-traumatic stress does not have to be combat or horror-oriented, right? Talk about uh, domestic violence victims and, and so forth. So stress can be a lot more acute in that sense. Um, just going for an event, uh, as a business owner, if I if my capital is running short, let's say, or I'm having issue with an employee, or I am being hit with a lawsuit, right, which all of those have happened at one point or another, it is short-lasting typically 
but nonetheless, it has a huge effect on my behavior at that point in time and on my well-being in general. And I'm sure everybody is uh, has dealt with it. And, and unfortunately, uh, we'll continue to deal with it. It's just part of life. You cannot escape it. I don't care who you are, what you do. Um, stress is just going to be there. It is not about how to eliminate stress. It's really about how to manage stress a lot better. And the biggest um, response that I give people or the biggest advice I can give people when it comes to managing stress is take a step back, take a deep breath, and don't respond emotionally. And and I'll be honest, it took me a long while to learn how to do that. And for me not to, because I'm, again, being a type A alpha personality that likes to be in control, the second you lose that control, there's going to be an emotional response, right? It, it's going to be fear-driven. And, and the reality is that whatever your response is going to be based off of that fear response to stress, you it's probably not going to be the best answer to the situation. So taking a step back, taking a deep breath, and not responding emotionally is arguably the biggest advice I can give people when we talk about dealing with stress. There is a concept uh, which I just discussed with a, with a colleague and a friend recently about the calmness in chaos. And for me, this, this came during a military experience, which I'm not going to go into at this moment, but the reality was that when things turned really, really bad, in an instant, it's like that chaos slowed down and I was able to clearly see what's going on and by doing so, lead better. So my response was not emotional. It was calculated in the midst of chaos. And I think a lot of people in leadership positions, specifically if they come from the military or first responders world, are better at it, um, whether it was training or whether they ended up in those positions of leadership in military and law enforcement or first responders because they already had that trait innate which allowed them to to rise to those leadership roles. Um, that is probably something that I see often happening to us, and that is as things get really bad, the, the worse it gets, and it sounds almost surreal to say, but the worse it gets, the easier it is to manage. The, the more chaotic the event, the slower things become, and it's easier to see what it really is the issue and how to handle that issue and not just respond to a situation situation. Because let's face it, if you as a business owner, let's say are hit with a lawsuit, right? So responding emotionally with fear and, and anger is not going to help the situation at all, right? But taking a step back and figuring out, okay, what caused this? What options do I have? And what's the best way to move forward will allow you to navigate that event a lot better, right? So if I um, I got sued in the past uh, running a security company by people that just, you know, want easy money. So they'll sue because one of our security guards uh, moved him out of the way or called him a name or whatever. And initially, I the first one that came, I remember, I was like, what hell? I mean, I don't know what to do with it. I've never been sued before. And they're asking for all this money and I got to go to court. And then I took a step back and realized a few things. First of all, I have insurance for that. Second thing, I have attorneys that can deal with that. Thirdly, it, did my officer actually did any of those things or is it just 
an allegation, an accusation that I shouldn't be worried about? And then what can I do from a training standpoint to not repeat this? So how can I better prepare my officers to handle those situations? If it's better verbal de-escalation skills, is it better documentation skills, uh, reporting processes, right? So by kind of taking a step back, taking a deep breath, I realized, well, I can actually handle this better if I just dissect it into smaller pieces and I handle each one of those pieces on its own and not worry about the lawsuit per se. And as it turned out, I mean, nothing came from the lawsuit. The guy was honestly just going after money and it was all false and um, he came up pretty quickly and there was no issue there. And I, I was just getting stressed over something that never actually happened or manifested itself. And that is obviously um, not the right way to go about it. So I'm going to actually open some notes here that I prepared. Check me out being better prepared for this podcast and not just swinging it. Um, but uh, so a few things I put. So I put our stress manifests itself. We already discussed that uh, partially, but just to kind of recap or elaborate a little more, um, you can, people say, well, I, I had a panic attack, right? And I, that can be, I, uh, I'm hyperventilating, I'm not dealing with things or people correctly, um, I'm shutting down in a sense, right? So that can be one way. Lack of sleep, um, I know that typically is the way it affects me. So if I'm stressed over things at work or at home or whatever, um, usually I don't sleep well because uh, my brain just races. Um, and what I need to tell to myself at those moments is there's nothing I can do about it at three in the morning. So might as well get some sleep and deal with it in the morning, uh, which allows me also to detach and add a layer of, of separation that allows me to reassess from a clearer view in the morning because that, that issue is not going to go away, right? But I'm also not going to solve it at three in the morning. If, if I have um, a client that's about to, to drop me because, I don't know, found a different vendor that provides a cheaper service, let's say. Um, there's nothing I can do at three in the morning that would change their mind or that would allow me to regain that that client. But at seven, eight in the morning, after I woke up, I've breakfast, worked out, I'm calm, I'm in the office, I can see exactly why did that client decide to go? Was it just a price thing? Was there something else? What can I offer? Um, is it even worth salvaging? Some some clients you just have to let go, right? So, um, you know, that's another way that stress manifests itself for me at least is the lack of sleep um, and the brain racing. And obviously there's other people with more extreme um, examples where they'll turn to, um, um, to to alcohol and drugs and so forth to, to handle stress, uh, which is damaging on its own account, right? So, Understanding that stress is, is what is driving that behavior may allow that individual to seek the help they need and stop depending on those substances and instead handling the issue at hand instead. Uh, perspective helps, right? So I said you got to touch yourself, take that 30,000 bird eye view. And, and really what I always tell myself in that situation is if this was happening to somebody else, what advice would I give them? Because when you have a friend or a colleague that comes to you and say, I'm dealing with A, B, C, or D, right? And I'm stressing out and I don't know what to do about it. But you can, instead of 
you know, as an outsider, when you look at it, you can give him adequate advice um, that will lower the stress level and manage the event better, uh, which we find hard to do with ourselves. So taking that that step back and almost looking from the outside in would certainly be beneficial. I find exercise, honestly, um, is probably one of the best ways to handle stress. So aside for the the mind distraction that it that it gives you, because for an hour or so you're not thinking about that. You think about moving weights, about running, about whatever it is that you're doing, right? So your brain does other things, which again provides that separation. Uh, but also there's a lot of biology involved, and we know for a fact that working out releases endorphins and um, and other mood-boosting hormones that will allow you to not fall into that downward spiral of stress, anger, fear, right, depression, and actually allow you to manage the event from a better point of view. Um, support circles are important. I am bad at it. Steven is even worse, and I'm going to call him out of the, on that uh, right here in the podcast. I hope he listens to it. Um, but most of our community would be we are not good at asking for help Um, a lot of it used to be stigma i think that has changed uh, with mental health being on the forefront of helping our warriors in general Uh, but you don't have to be a warrior and you certainly don't have to um, depend on yourself alone you can reach out uh, to anybody reach out to me if you need to but if there's something that bothers you and you find yourself honestly thinking i am not managing this well um reach out to someone talk to someone it's amazing how an outsider again perspective right how an outsider will see things that you don't or see things more clearly or be able to i keep saying dissect but really break it down into components that are more manageable because when we have one big event, it's hard to it's hard to see what's going on, right? It's hard to see the forest from the trees in a sense. But if you if you start breaking an issue down to its components or things that can be done to solve that, and you tackle one at a time, uh, it is easier to handle, right? And an outsider or support group will be able to do that for you better than you'll be able to do it for yourself. Uh, find a hobby. And I say that because uh, it's, again, it's going to distract you from the ongoing things. Um, I always say, and, and I didn't invent this, this is out of, uh, I heard Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman, who if you've never read his books on killing or on combat, I highly suggest you do, has a lot to do with how, to, how the body responds to our stress, specifically in a lethal engagement. Um, but one of the things he talked about in one of his speeches that I had the opportunity to sit on was that he says that every first responder should find a hobby, right? Just something that distracts them from the everyday horrors that they see, right? So if and, and it doesn't have to be a first responder. If you run a corporate business, right, and you're all day, pretty much 24-7, because even when you sleep, you're thinking about it, right? But 24-7, you're thinking about this one business or this one task or your one mission or whatever it is, right? Your brain needs a break from that. So finding a hobby um, that has nothing to do with it would be good for your mind, good for your soul, good for your body, right? Now, one thing that 
Grossman said, which I uh, I thought was uh, very interesting and very helpful to me, is if you can find a hobby that augments your performance on your real job, then that's even better. So don't do something that replicates what you do on your real job, but that would make you better at your real job. So for example, if you are a first responder or a warrior, right, joining a gym, so taking care of your uh, wellness would make you better at your job, joining uh, a shooting league, right, go to the range. Uh, again, it's a hobby. It has nothing to do with your job in the sense that you're not shooting bad guys or anything like that. But um, but it will make you better at your job if that time ever comes when you have to um, actually execute those skills, right? If you are in the corporate arena, right? So think about what are some of the skill sets that you have to do and and find a hobby that you like, you enjoy, but makes you better, right? So, you know, not to knock on it, I've never done it, but my father, who was a very bright individual, mathematician and computer geek in a sense, uh, loved playing bridge. It was his outlet. Uh, every Sunday, I remember, he would go and get with a group of guys and they would play bridge. Um, but what I learned about the game is that there's strategy and math involved in it. And I don't play bridge. I don't know much about it at all, actually. But the reality is that he found a hobby that he enjoyed because of the social element, he enjoyed because it took him out of his regular work environment, his home environment, and uh, really gave his brain a break. But what turns out to happen is that the same skills employed in the game actually made him probably better at his job as well. So if you can find a hobby that augments your capabilities in your profession, that is even better. Um, the other thing is I'm going to say um, is look for little wins. So as we are faced with a stressful situation, right, and some of them we won't be able to solve immediately. We won't be able to just take a step back and see, okay, it's not a big deal. Some things are a big deal. Um, as an entrepreneur starting up, I, I had financial issues and some months were super stressful. I have to pay employees. I have to pay vendors. I have to pay bills. But there's not enough money in the bank account, right? So uh, how do you do that? And if I was to just get overwhelmed by the amount of money that I need and the little bit that I had, um, it would be too much and I probably probably would have brought me to the point where I'm like, well, you know, F this, I am not built to be an entrepreneur or business owner and it's easier to go and get a nine to five job with a steady salary where the stress is not mine. It's somebody else's. I get my paycheck, I get my benefit and all is good in the world, right? The reality is it's not right because that would come with its own set of stressors and, you know, I'll, I'll be stressed because of somebody else's timelines. So I'll be stressed because of, you know, management is on my back and leadership issues and HR issues and whatever else, right? So it probably would have come with a different set of stressors, which I would not be able to uh, control necessarily. So probably would have been worse for me personally. Um, I'm not saying entrepreneurship is for everybody, but uh, being a business owner uh, certainly affords some flexibility and freedom. Uh, with that said, you know, at those times where, where those opportunities came about and my stress was high, it would have been easy for me to say, okay, let, let me just go and take that job where instead what I chose to do is say, okay, how do I chunk it up into smaller pieces and have those little wins? So maybe I can pay off one bill, 
and negotiate some payment plans with others, right? So as a pay one bill, that's that's a little win, right? And and understand that the win doesn't even have to be necessarily directly related to your stressor. So if I'm stressing over, um, again, I'm going to use finances because I know that's a big one for many of our listeners, right? So I don't care where you are in life, business owner, you're making you know, a multi-billion company or just starting up, or you you even may be an employee of an organization. Money is always a stressor for people, just the nature of it, right? The little win does not have to be directly related to money. It can be a little win by I set myself, um, I said I'm going to get up at five in the morning and work out, and I got up at five in the morning and worked out. That's a win. That's a that's a good start to a day, right? And the more you stack those little wins, the better you manage the stress. Doesn't necessarily solve the problem, but in terms of managing the stress, it goes a long, long way. So. Here's my thing to you, and those of you that um, that don't know yet, um, I started in in direct relation with uh, with Masada Tactical and, and Silver Savage, um, a third company. Um, just in case you don't keep track, um, and it's called Elevated Coaching, where we provide leadership and management coaching uh, to entrepreneurs, specifically from our world being uh, gyms, martial arts, and so forth. But doesn't have to be uh, we. Actually, I had the opportunity to work with uh, with a corporate organization that had nothing to do with our industry, and we're able to help them. So I am uh, excited about that. But um, if you go to Instagram to get Elevated Coaching, um, that's the handle, you'll see that my last post spoke about uh, goals. You cannot take on the whole world at once. You got to find one goal, figure out what's prioritized, right? What's the most important goal? So if you had to take a a piece of paper and write down all your goals, everything that you can think of, right? So, and it can be, um, it can be financial. It can be an object, right? I want a house. Um, I want that car, um, right? It can be a relationship related. I want a better relationship with my wife, better relationship with my kids. You know, I want to start dating, whatever, whatever your goals are, right? So you're going to put all of those down and then you're going to set them up in order of importance to you, right? There's no right and wrong, whatever is important to you. And then tackle one at a time because you can't tackle it all at once. You know, an element that you learn in in martial arts, self-defense, military, is I cannot fight on multiple fronts at the same time. So I have to prioritize my threats and engage one at a time. Um, So that's what you need to do here with goals and that's how you need to manage stress. You got to find one thing, the most important thing, and just handle that. And then move on to the next one. And then move on to the next one. And that's how those little wins get stacked. And that's how we shift our mindset. And that's how we combat stress. And that's how we become better at our jobs, better as human beings. And we grow from it, right? So stress is part of your life. It's not going to go away. Um, Just accept it, deal with it, suck it up, keep moving. If you are dedicated to your goals, if you have a clear, resolute vision of who you want to be and where you want to go, then you'll find the why to fight whatever it is that's causing that stress and work through it. And as I said, if you ever need advice, reach out to me, reach out to Stephen. Um, you know, getting that outsider view is going to go a long, long way. So until next time, I hope everybody has a, a great week. I know this drops on Monday, so have a great week, wonderful week, and stay safe out there and stay savage. 